0: I'm Arlen Hamilton, and this is Your First Million. I'm a venture capitalist. I started my fund Backstage Capital from the ground up while I was on food stamps. I have now invested in more than 100 companies led by women, people of color, and LGBT founders. After having raised more than $10 million, people often ask me how I did it. I created this podcast so I could tell you my story and so that together we could go on a journey and speak with some of the most successful people in the world from all backgrounds and walks of life to learn how they got their first million. And who knows, maybe I'll reach my first million in personal capital while I'm recording this series. There's only one way to find out. Let's go. Hey, it's Arlen. This is your first million podcast. Ah, the audio version. I can say that now because for the past few episodes, we have also been releasing a video version of the podcast after much, much demand. To be honest, after my brother Rook, Um, my brother Rook, who lives in Dallas, who has a whole kind of media uh, empire going there in the rap world. He said, you know, You have to you have to put these videos out. People like to see you talking to people. The best way he convinced me is by doing it. Actually, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but that's a really good uh, lesson. So he had been telling me for several months that I should do that. Ever since we started the podcast, like summer of 2019, he's been saying, hey, it needs to be a video. He himself has a video series with a group out in in Dallas, it's called Real Life Street Stars. So you may have seen videos of rap artists and different different types of people in front of a, a light wall, a blue light wall. That's him. And that's that's his organization. And so he's like, we get thousands of views. Sometimes we get almost a million views, depending on what the what the subject is. You got to do it. And so. For me, it's not about the number of views. It's the same thing with the audio. We don't get hundreds of thousands of listens per episode. We're, we're just uh, starting out. But really, it penetrates. It People come up to me all over the world and quote this podcast. So it's like everyone who listens really listens. And it's, it's powerful. So I'm going to do another side note. Side note is if you've been thinking about doing a podcast, but you're worried not a lot of people will listen, My advice is to do one. Don't do one that takes up so much of your time that it's uh, distracting, but put something out there and just know that even if a handful of people are listening, it's really making a difference. And you'll start to see how that can affect your company. You, You know, if you have something where you need clients or where you need to be an expert on something, it really has a a very strong impact on the people who do listen. It doesn't have to be tens and hundreds of thousands of people who listen. It's just, just a little side note. Um, and I've seen this firsthand. So going back to my point, my brother, he kept saying, you have to do it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm busy. I, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if it makes sense to do it. I don't know if it would what, what it look like. So what he did was he was working for, with me. He was working for me and with me on another project that involved filming. And he said, Look, let me go ahead and film your next episode so I can show you what it looks like, show you what I'm talking about. And so he did off the clock. And then he edited, he spent hours and hours editing and putting it together and showing me and uploading, you know, that takes hours, uploading, showing me what he meant. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, Yep, I don't need any more discussion. I get it. I get it. And, you know, I don't know if I would have gotten it if I hadn't seen it. So the lesson there, I think, is, uh, and how he kind of went above and beyond what his role was at the time and how he took things into to his own hands, into, matters into his own hands. He said, I want this to happen. It, not only did it happen for me, his sister, which he genuinely, genuinely wants to happen for me. He wants this to be a thing that I do. But it also gives him more, even more work because he now gets to film it. <laughs> so it's really clever and um, I don't think he had a lot of uh, that intention behind it, but I saw it and I observe and and I get really excited by people who who have that kind of mind and who hack their way to things, which my brother has been doing forever. But, yeah, that's why I get to say audio experience, audio version. I know that Gary Vee and Jason Calacanis and then, like... A million other people, Joe Rogan, a million other people do this. And so I want to give it a try and see. We've already done one. If you haven't checked it out, go, go to YouTube and just search my first name, Arlen A-R-L-A-N. And then search for Journey uh, Smollett. That was the first one that we did. And then the second one we did was with Yellow Pain, which are both episodes of the podcast an audio, but also now in video. And so this third one, this third video compliment is... For this episode, which I am delighted to tell you about. Janine, my friend, Janine, I feel like we're a family. We met several years ago. It feels like we've known each other longer, actually. We've only probably known each other like five, five and a half years, maybe less than that, maybe four and a half years Anyway, we tell the whole story on this episode, so I will not get into it because I don't want to uh, duplicate that. But what I will say is that I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It was not nearly long enough. We absolutely uh, were just getting started and we will have to come back to you again because hers is a, is a, just a wonderful story. I think what I love about this is that it's going to affect a lot of you. And I listened to it again after In the room when it was happening, I knew it would. And then I listened to it again recently because we just we just recorded this just like less than a week ago. What I got from it, uh, what I think you all will get from it is like Janine is telling you a story about being a musician, being an artist, performing artist who goes on this this incredible journey. What you'll pull from it is you can be a creative You could be a singer. Yes, you can be an artist, a painter, uh, animator, but you can also be any type of entrepreneur at any stage. This is why I love this episode so much. You might even just want to skip to it. (laughs) I hope I don't gush about it, but I love this episode so much because I thought about it and I thought about like, when would I have wanted to hear this? I want to hear it now. Like it helps me today think about getting very, very far and still tumbling and still having those moments that don't work out and very publicly, right? The second thing is I thought, well, I would need it back in the day, back when I first met her, back before I met her, before I knew what Venture Capital was, before I started this journey, this entrepreneurial journey in this world. I had been a founder for most of my life, since third grade. And any time Since then, this would have been a helpful 30 minutes or so of inspiration. I don't know. It just makes you it it made me just want to keep going. And it made me want to just execute, just execute to the fullest with no fear and no worries about failing or falling or any of that, because, you know, there's a song by there's a song by Imogen Heap. It's, and I don't know if it's called this, but the but the, some of the lyrics are there's beauty in the breakdown, and that's what I really felt here. It's like there's beauty and magic to the falling and to the failing, quote unquote failing. I don't I don't even re- really believe in failing, but there's beauty to it. There's beauty in standing up in the in the tread. Of the work that you did you you know you might be your face may be full of mud and you might be just on your knees and just really really down and out from what just happened to you but that you're standing in the tread of the work that you're doing and I I don't know if that makes sense to everybody but it just feels like when you're in it and you're doing it and you're and you're really doing it, like Brene Brown talks about being in the arena versus being on the outside and judging the, who's in the arena. Like when you're in it, it's almost like these, these tumbles, these falters, these things that come at you that you weren't expecting that end up being really kind of amazing are all part of the journey, all part of the magic that's going to set you on the right course. Now, many people have said the same thing much more elegant, eloquently than I just did, but that's what I got from it, and um, I'm always able to step outside of myself and just listen to the person and kind of listen to the interview itself, the words that are going back and forth, to just be the audience. I'm learning every day with this podcast, Your First Million, and I just get so excited and thrilled by it. So I just want to say thank you to everybody again. If you listen to the podcast, you know I say that quite often and I mean it every time. I hope you enjoy this episode with Janine. You're going to want to follow her music right away after you listen to it. You're going to want to listen to her, go see her live, download her songs, just support what she does because as she, as you'll learn, it's for both of you. It's the relationship between listener and artist that she very much so respects and appreciates and um, hopes that you do the same. So without further ado, I've been adoing for a while now. I am going to throw it over to Janine, formerly Janine in the Mixtape. Well, I was going to say that I, I have a hoodie on that says it's about damn time because my book is called that. But for me, I feel like it's about damn time that we're sitting down and having this conversation on this podcast, Absolutely. your first million or any podcast. I know because this is so cool. First of all, we've known each other since summer two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I even had a fund, mm-hmm. and then second of all, I mean we were just talking about like, I, and I'm sure it'll be on there. Like we were just talking about the very first day that we met. Did you know? how fabulous I was when you met me like <laughs> what are you like oh that lady's going places I in that van I think <laughs> that I was just so
1: on, on so much like painkillers I didn't really you were, think about you were anything this.
0: let's let's set the stage for that why okay. so we met so first of all <laughs> you wanted this is your chance what, what's your name and occupation you can do it right now
1: my name is Janine I am a singer writer producer and what was the next? What was the well, next? Well, let's set history? the stage. stage. So,
0: how do we how do we
1: meet each other? So we met on tour. You were my tour manager, opening for Flowetry. Yes, my first ever tour. Yeah, and um, on I was doing it after tearing my Achilles. Yes. So I was in a leg a leg cast. That was
0: pretty fun. I mean, in that you had had surgery just. Really close to that, too, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I was in, I had to fly back to New Zealand because I didn't have medical insurance. Yeah. So I did that flight. Then nine days later, I was on the plane. I had to rush back. So they put the, me to, in to like a, a special boot so I could start the
0: tour. I feel like you lied to a doctor. Because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> any doctor who would put you on that flight back. You go on tour. Yeah, I know. You know they're yeah. Like, Just
1: take it easy. Oh. Yeah, okay.
0: So you were, let's We also say you were in New York at the time. You were in Brooklyn at the yep. time. I was in San Francisco at the time because I was building the fund. Yep. I got this call and it was crazy timing for me. We'll talk about that another time. But I get there kind of with no notice, and they were like, yeah, nothing has been advanced, so just go for it. I was like, that sounds like a challenge. I like it. Let's go. And I didn't know what to expect with you. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> did you saw at least know I
1: was on, in, on crutches? Yes. Okay. I, did, I did know that you
0: had that. What I remember is that I was told that you hadn't decided yet if you're going to do the tour. So that, that's why I wasn't advanced, because you had had the surgery. And then you said, yeah, let's go for it. Yep. So I knew you were going to be on crutches. I figured we'd figure that part out. If you were game, I was. And I had heard a little bit of your music, and I liked that. That was a big part of it. I had to, had to like the music because I was going to be kind of just dropping everything to go do this and but I didn't know anything else like I didn't know what your your bandmates were going to be like I didn't know what your personality was going to be like like that was you could have been like a raging diva and that was going to be and the I next was. however it meant, and, and you try to turn out you were <laughs> even worse than I had ever imagined <laughs> but I didn't know that right I so. wasn't
1: even actually injured I just wanted the crutches <laughs> for the extra attention <laughs>
0: So, I mean, but but now that that happened, you know, now that I saw that, I truly feel like you were some sort of athlete that played through the pain. And I mean, I couldn't believe it. And, and you, to the point you, you were hobbling on stage. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't, you know, and, and it was like indie, and it was a risk and it. You didn't know if it was going to pay off. All of that. You're with all these new people, except for your band, your close bandmates. Even they were getting to know each other. Like everyone as a
1: group. It was such a cool group because we all have such different backgrounds. Cause like Will, who I brought over from New Zealand to do it. And then you have Ben, you have you, and then we have Austin. We had Austin
0: who, who I met. I met him online looking for a driver and I had to find I had to find someone I could trust to drive us across the country you know his whole resume was a total lie I, I didn't call anybody so it's all good <laughs> okay because he <laughs> was like it was my friend no he's always oh, no. no no he, yeah. I mean, he said no actually on his thing he said I've done a bunch of stuff for my friends you know I didn't okay. think it was anything like I was oh. talking to him
1: he was like I lied my way through no that. no no, <laughs> no
0: he really did because I, I looked at he was like tw- he was barely legal <laughs> you know he was like <laughs> he and, I, was, and yeah. I looked at his license plate uh, his license and I'm like I remember I had to call him I was like your license is not even like it. Doesn't even exist. Like it's not. It's like a fake light. Like you know. And a lot of stuff was going on, but I was like, yeah, she's game, I'm game. Yeah. But anyway, it was these. It was these crazy personalities all put together, and it blended really well. It could have gone terribly poorly yeah. and then you're opening for flowetry so you're doing like house of blue sized places that's not anything to sneeze at your first time out and those audiences grew and grew and the f- the cool part I mean we could talk about it for ages but I'll just kind of leave it with this the part that I love so much besides just seeing you grow as a performer because you could take that first performance and that those last few weeks and just compare them is uh, let me, I'm gonna set the scene for y'all. If you, especially <laughs> if you're listening on audio, so Janina is what we call in the in the business Caucasian, <laughs> <laughs> and she's playing to an audience that, it, by and large, is 30s, 40s, 50s black women because this is flowetry, right? You know, some men, some people who are 20s, whatever. But it was by and large that, and so we're going to these places and. Floatry themselves are amazing. They're treating us really well, but some of the venues or some of the promoters, whatever, they didn't really know what to make of us or of Janine. So they're not treating her the best at the beginning. They're not giving like they're giving her a broom, a broom closet and in a, a, a toothpick, and you know that's her catering. <laughs> <laughs> and we're we're doing it. We're making it work, and we're trying to figure our stuff out. And then what what was like really I loved was that would happen, and then Janine would go and do her sound check. And she would just do this sound check, and we were just like, okay, y'all, y'all keep acting silly, y'all keep acting, you'll see. And we plug <laughs> things in and everything. And then she'd do this what, 15, 20 minute sound check. Every single place we went without fail, everybody who was working there would stop, watch Janine do her soundtrack, check, listen to her sound check, and from that moment on treat. Her and then us by proxy as royalty (laughs) because, oh, my God, did you just hear that? I can't believe that. And then she would replicate that in the performance itself later that night and have people who had never heard of her losing their minds. And here's a cool part afterwards she would sign when we finally got the merch because <laughs> we were on the run no names yes so afterwards she would sign her merch she would sell things i remember like putting we put things up and we're like okay we hope people come to it you know whatever and the next thing you know there's a line around the corner and this is between your set and floor set floor tree hadn't performed together in years this is a reunion tour let me tell you, this line of people, I would go every single night as a courtesy, I would go out to this crowd who had lined up to to meet Janine. And I would say, she will come after Floetry plays, she will come back and get your picture and get, if you want to go watch the performers. And every single one with one of them would stay in line, no matter how long it took. Through how many songs? Because they wanted to make sure that they didn't miss the chance. This happened in every city across the country. I have never seen anything like it. And I have worked on tours that were in arenas and stadiums. And I've never seen anything like that. That instant, oh my God, what is going on situation here. Uh And it it was just really cool. And it it would have been amazing if you weren't so rude to me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Look.
1: It's important to know who the star is, yeah, you know. Yes, <laughs> I, I,
0: yes, yes, Miss Foster. Yes. <laughs>
1: oh my god! No, um, that that yeah, that was such a special time. It was funny because I remember like going when I would go onto stage because I would, of course, they're like, "Who is this little white girl hobbling onto the stage?" They're like, "Is this some kind of joke?" There would be giggles when I was people walking would up. laugh. They would definitely every, laughing. There would be you could hear it. But they would. It was the best audience because they loved music. And the second I opened my mouth. It just like it was a change. So and I think that was character building, going out there and then standing in line. And also what you you know, what Alan hasn't mentioned is that apart from doing Alan did everything on that tour. like everything she's actually like, she, everything she <laughs> sung I just lip-synced <laughs> the whole time no but I mean you know you would you were <laughs> I mean at the end driving mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as selling the merch as well as tour matching and just getting keeping everything there was literally not one thing that you weren't <laughs> doing and yeah. It was pretty amazing from like helping you know obviously carrying my like bags and stuff it was yeah. just a general like of terms of it's I'm always just like I don't know how like I got so lucky to have you oh, in that instance but there's just if it wasn't you, you there's no way it would have worked oh thank you but there's no oh, way it really would have worked and then also I'm just like woo and now I get to know you now and you're I remember like even then you you told me about this that I'd never even heard fund. of the term venture capitalist before yeah. me. I still don't like I I think I know what it means I sometimes invest. I'm like I invest no
0: I, I, <laughs> I know
1: loosely but then yeah. there'll be certain things that I'm like yeah. I'm like 90% sure on what yes. you do now but at that time I was minus 90
0: the way I looked at Managing that tour was if tomorrow or if tonight someone calls and says Janine needs to open for this arena act, we should all be ready for that. We should all be prepared and we should all rise to the occasion because you are doing that every day. So we should all be ready for that. And I, I tried to remind everybody, and I think everybody thought it was pretty crazy because they're like, What are you talking about? You know, let's just be in the moment. And I was like, No. And that's how I just kind of treat life. It's like, be ready for that moment when you get that opportunity so you can strike. Yeah. And and that is where if you think that way, then you then you can be that way. Right. So we were both kind of on the same plane there. We got to talk to each other. It was kind of the same kind of work ethic. I Absolutely. Guess. Yeah. 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 So and also I think um, what is that? A Was it a Brooklyn accent you have? I think we should explain it. Is that you from Brooklyn or <laughs> <laughs> style, what? I'm from New Zealand. New Zealand, right? Yeah, that's
1: close. It's very I mean, close. Pretty close. You look at yeah. a map they're right there. Yeah, you know? so
0: you're from New Zealand. so Along with Europe. Okay. The reason I wanted to have you here, besides just the fact that I, I just want pe- more people to know about your music, I talk about you all the time. The reason I wanted to have you on here is because you, it's called Your First Million. You, time and time and time again, have a million streams. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about in the millions, but we could talk about that for sure. Yeah. So what are some songs that people, if they're just hearing about you right now for the first time, just hearing about you for the first time, what songs would you tell them to go download?
1: I d- I tell them to go download the new ones because um, since I got dropped, I make money from my new stuff. So that would be oh, okay. my...
0: Got, like little got, you know, Tay, two the, little Taylor Swift in the house. T- exactly. <laughs> I, but I, I sing by her, okay?
1: So what, yeah. what would be an example? One of my newest songs, Broke Me Down. So that was, I mean, the cool thing about that one, so that... Um, Broke Me Down. Broke Me Down is my first million since being... Well, I got over a million before I got signed, but then they have that song now. But since being dropped, Broke Me Down is my first million post, like, yeah. ind- com- independently again. Yeah. So it's got another kind of special feel to it
0: this episode is brought to you by me again it's arlen your host your producer all of that this episode is brought to you by me and it's a good one it's a good one hope you're listening in hey so i'm going on tour i'm going on tour so you probably heard me talk about my upcoming book it's about damn time because i mention it in every single episode as you should and Uh, I have been just sitting on this news for weeks because we were rolling it out. I couldn't wait to tell you. Now I get to tell you we're going on tour. I'm going on tour. So I'm going on a book tour all across the U.S. And then I'll go internationally later in the year. May 5th is when the book comes out. You can pre-order now at itsaboutdamntime.com. The book comes out May 5th. That's the first day of the tour as well. And here's the coolest part. I'm going on this tour with my backstage family. So I have a fund, a firm called Backstage Capital that you may have heard of. We've invested in more than 100 companies led by underrepresented, underestimated founders since 2015. That is the bulk of my venture capital story. That's what built me and I built it, right? I am going on a tour That is a co headlining tour, basically. It's backstage capital. We're gonna come into each town and we're gonna make an investment live. We're gonna have a local ecosystem panel. We're going to have some, in some of the cities, there's gonna be daytime programming that's like educational, and it's just gonna be amazing. And then I'm going to speak, I'll do a fireside, I'll do a book signing, I'll do pictures, I'll hang with you, I'll fist bump. It'll be amazing. And I cannot wait. I have been looking forward to this for so long. Um, And every ticket buys you a hardcover copy of It's About Damn Time, the book that comes out May 5th. So you may have already pre-ordered. Thank you for doing that. When you order this ticket, you're getting a copy of the book as well. So you can gift it if you already have one. What I do is sometimes I'll have two copies of a book. One is for display and one is for me to really dog ear. And then I'll get the Audible too. And I'm, I'm being serious. I'm kind of obsessed with books now. Anyway, that's the story. We're going on tour. So this is how you get a ticket. Go to backstagecapital.com slash tour2020. That's backstagecapital.com slash tour2020. You can also find more information on itsaboutdamntime.com in the tour and book sections, itsaboutdamntime.com. So what are we going to do? We're going to go to backstagecapital.com slash tour2020. I'll see you on the road. Let's break this down a little bit because I think this little, this, timeline will be very helpful for some people even if they're not singers yeah talk about briefly earlier before we met what happened because you had your song synced Mm -hmm. on a tv show in the states tell tell that story about being signed okay the in between just a little bit and then today and kind of how things compare absolutely yeah
1: so just going back a little further so i started doing open mics with my original songs at 14 went to university then after that i came to new york For the first time, I just went for a month, booked six shows. They went really well. And I was like, oh, this is where I need to be. So I came back and I lived there 2012 to 13. I think it was. I was was on a postgraduate visa so I could stay for a year. Mm -hmm. And in that time, I had, when I was in New Zealand, I'd already done my EP. I finished it in New York, put it out in 2013. It was called Dark Mind EP. And... I had some songs that were picked up. One song was picked up. Dark Mind was picked up for Sync on Black Ink Crew Mm -hmm. from VH1. And then they loved it. And then they put Hold Me into on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yeah. So, and it was right at the time my visa had run out. So, I mean, that whole year I'd been living like uh, $5 a week. Like I was you know post expensive it was like I was I was deep in it it was I was working full-time doing music full-time I slept zero to four hours that year was just like grind and I was like damn my visa had run out so I gotta go back to New Zealand like I was devastated I was like in the airport like in tears like Mm -hmm. I can't I don't want to give this up I don't know when I can come back so I knew the song was going to be on love and hip hop. And my, in that meantime, uh, like, you know, little things had come and gone and not happened. And I was like, ah. Oh. Mm. so yeah, Visa ran out, love and hip hop happened. And then I was back, I was in New Zealand and I just, I started, <laughs> It was refreshing and it was just going up. Like thousands or tens of thousands of plays, just like refreshing on SoundCloud. When it, that
0: night that it aired. That it aired yeah. right away. Yeah. It started
1: happening. And I was like, it was going up like tens of thousands, then like hundreds of thousands. And I remember just be like, Mom, I'm blowing up. Like this, what <laughs> it was yeah. so crazy. And then that so that was the first time I'd ever experienced that, like, whoa, this is this is really happening. Like all these. You know, all these plays are happening and it got to a million pretty much right away, you know, within that week and on all different platforms. And that night and the next day I had like all the major labels in America had reached out.
0: Yeah. And What did you think then? Because I've heard this story, you know, I've been around, but I don't think I've ever asked you, what did that feel like? Did that feel like for you? Okay, it's over now. It's a, it's a lock because the label is always the the goal.
1: Yeah, I think it did. I mean, it was it's so it's actually interesting to think about because it was just such a whirlwind like Mm -hmm. if I had so much to learn about I had to get a lawyer I had to get publishing I had to get booking agents and the label like I was redoing hair and makeup like three times a day to be ready for different interviews different meetings and it was just so I mean I felt I felt like a superstar I felt like things just had changed and everyone was you know everyone starts treating you amazing Mm because you're like. Honestly, it's funny because I, when you asked that question, it was interesting because I was like, "Did I think it was a wrap?" I just was like, "This is the beginning."
0: Mm. It was
1: the beginning. But I something. did have my expectations were like a lot higher. It's gonna go, yeah, because I was like, "This." It was all new, right? And it's it's like whenever you reach a new level, that becomes the new standard or the new marking point. Mm-hmm. So it's once you make that first million, if you don't like the streams, if something doesn't reach a million, then it's failed.
0: It's considered failed. Considered. I mean, I'm talking about
1: like how we, whether right or wrong, a lot of the time we personally feel. It's like that becomes the new, where it was a personal record. Now it's like, well, I have to hit that to feel like I've achieved. So I feel like, you know, when that song came out and all that stuff happened, all that buzz happened, I was like, this is my new norm. And then it, you know, it's like anything. Yeah. There's always going to be waves. So So
0: so you you were you did choose a label did major choose. label yep. you were on that label you released things and I don't want to spend too much time there because what I really want to talk about because people hear about label you know they yeah. hear about labels good and bad they hear they understand they they've heard some of their artists that they like are on labels sometimes it works out really well sometimes it doesn't think about people like Gaga she was like picked up and dropped from like five labels until it happened or whatever. But it was what it was for a few years. yeah. And then you were dropped and you talk about that. That was like last year or what? Yeah, it was
1: over a year ago. So yeah, I mean, I went through the system. Things were really slow, didn't hit the way I would have wanted it to. And I've been researching more now and I'm like, oh, of course, all this happened the way it happened because, you know, I have, I'm very passionate. I'm so hands-on with everything I do. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the right candidate at the time to be... On that kind of label you know in that situation and the people that were on my didn't know what to I mean again it's like people don't know what to do with me okay so when you first dropped okay first dropped were you sad okay so the funny thing is life life is so interesting so I had decided that I was gonna go into I had a meeting with a, a new Anna they were like cool let's meet up and I was like all right and I decided that because of the way things had gone with the label that internally, even though I get along with everyone and I'd never been outwardly upset internally, I was like acting like a girlfriend had been cheated on. Mm. Like internally, my energy was like always bitter, little a little, bit. little bitter. without, yeah. I didn't let it out, but that's how I felt. So I was like, you know what? I was either going to ask to be dropped or I'm like, you know what? Let's just do this. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to drop, I'm going to work on internally dropping all of that and going in and being like, let's kill this. We're a team. Let's do it. Yeah. And I sat down and then he was like, so Atlantic's going to let you go. Yeah. And I was like,
0: "Ah." Ah. (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) And he was,
1: but it was funny because he was like, we love you. And and I mean, you can take it how you want. I actually believed these conversations. I mean, I don't believe everything, but I believed this and they were like, he was like, this is an opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. You're going to do well. And he had Craig Kalman, as a head of Atlantic who signed me personally He's like he's going to call you. So I got a a call to talk about and he even even he was like honestly, I still believe in you and you're going to do really well. Yeah. And you're going to be better off. Yeah. And yes, yeah, since being dropped, it was great because basically everything I've done has worked like well
0: here's what i that's what i want to dig into yeah because that's why i wanted to set the stage of how what you have gone through and what people think about like i get a lot of messages where people are like i'm shooting my one shot with you one shot and i'm always like it's not it can't be your one shot you have so you're you have so many chances you can fall you can stumble you can come back you can pivot all of that so your drop from this label okay but you, you go back to your roots. I was
1: like, "All right, let's go." So yes. I was excited. I remember I walked back from Beverly Hills to Thai Town. Mm-hmm. I walked all the way. It was like I was just two hours, like on the phone, just like yeah, hustling ideas. I was like, because
0: yes. well, here's the thing that we can, you know, a lot of people who listen to this. A lot aren't, but a lot are entrepreneurs. Yeah. So you understand? Let me break it down like this. You basically understood that for a long time, Janine's equity was split all kinds of ways yeah so that meant her revenue was split all kinds of ways or her or her returns were split but now you're kind of like even though you have fewer resources you have you're only sharing it with yourself and whoever you decide to hire
1: yeah and because I mean that's the beauty of what I've done because I produce I write I engineer I can do everything everything myself I'm not waiting on anyone I do my own artwork I shoot my own videos I edit my own videos yeah so did the art, cover up art for all my stuff. yeah. And when I was, I basically, that's what I did on my dark mind EP that got signed. And yeah. I did that all
0: myself. The reason you got signed was because of something that you did on your own. Everything. And then you leave the label and go back to that. And then that's, the label was, neat.
1: yeah. And then there was this element of other people and then trying to fit a mold and it wasn't, didn't work. So I went back to the first thing like that. I really started putting out my first song. It's like done better than anything I've done. I've, I've over doubled my followers. I've tripled my monthly listeners. I'm like building and people are interested in me. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. So it's funny for me because a lot of time people talk about, especially in music, distributions and labels and reach. And obviously marketing and putting money into stuff. And that makes sense. Of course, the more money you put into marketing, the more people you should reach. But for me, the funny thing is if I look at it, everything that I've done that I've put zero dollars into, and put all of just my personal, I even mean dollars, it's like, I mean, I've have so much value without putting actual money mark to it, without putting any dollars into it has done better than anything else. Whoa. I've tested this theory. So I was like, my first EP, Hold Me, is my still my today number one song. But my new song is sitting on top of it in my most popular songs on spotify and that to me is such a big achievement because nothing had come close to that mm-hmm. and that was something i put out independently in 2013 that was re-released by a label in 2014 the whole me the whole more well, yeah. and dark mind
0: the whole ep dark, yeah. was put out and then and, after and broke me down as a song you're talking about now broke That's, Me down as so that song i listened to that song yesterday on the plane yeah uh it's a great song you have like um mm-hmm. you have a couple of versions out right yeah so because you did this thing right so
1: again um Sometimes I go quite deep in things to make sure it feels right and sounds yeah. right. So that song I recorded with like the guitar like seven times. So I redid it seven times and ended up the guitar playing on the actual one that did well it's me playing (laughs) after I had so many people that could play so much better than me come and play and they all slayed it but it wasn't the right Mm -hmm, feel mm -hmm. but in that process I had someone come in and do an acoustic guitar version which was great it just wasn't the right fit so when the, when the song got to a million, I was like, let me drop an acoustic version. So I just used yeah. the guitar and so I could yeah. use the stuff that I've already done and just kind of feed people back to the original as much yeah. as possible. And too. the
0: first time I ever heard that song, because it is one of my favorites of yours, by the way. Oh, thank you. And I've heard all your songs. The first time I heard it was at, you played it at a show in L.A. Mm. Uh, where you live now. You, you do live here now. Your whole show is high energy, has a full band usually. It's this powerful pop R&B show. And then you broke it down and busted out an acoustic guitar and played this song. And I thought, wow, how vulnerable and how wonderful. And I loved it. The moment I heard it and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear this like as a single or something and I didn't know where you're going to go with it but I'm really glad that you kind of stayed true mostly to that kind of vibe because that's what hooked me to begin with
1: yeah thank you It was funny because again also now it's funny because my two biggest songs I wrote on guitar and then produced out hold me I actually wrote on guitar as well but then I got synth players and I got a Will to come play keys on that yeah. one originally, and then this one. So I was going to sort of do the same thing and produce it out with with keys. Yeah, but it just didn't fit, and we just got to do what's right for the song. But that was a really cool experience to test the songs out live because I I knew something was going to go, it was going to do well. Like mm-hmm. I had a feeling, and it was really cool because you know when people used to record albums, they used to go and take their albums on tour before they recorded them. Right, like they would take it out, and then the audience would kind of show them what songs were good and mm-hmm. then they would get super tight as a band and then they would come and record it and obviously now people write the song and record it on the spot and the whole thing is done in one process before they've even got to like sit and and really like figure out all the the feeling and how people are going to feel so it was kind of like a nice almost like old school approach
0: mm-hmm. to Have a very random question cuz you said that. I love old, I you, love random questions. Do you like what do you think of Linda Ronstadt? Have you ever heard her music? No. Okay, so you're talking about taking stuff out. So I I didn't I knew her name in the in the peripheral or whatever I was at home as I often am on the weekends and on either a CNN or MSNBC one of the two probably CNN there was going to be this documentary about her and I'm like I literally said out loud by myself I was like why would I want to watch that Why do they do why are they doing this you know <laughs> like why would I want to watch this but I kept it playing in the background do you know I was glued I for, bet, two, yes. for two glued had no idea so she has a couple of songs that you know you know you've heard them you've heard them back this woman is amazing I I don't know I'm just gonna say this now like find that documentary I believe it's available on like Apple or something just find it I downloaded her catalog of music a she's done every genre you can think Imagine, and she's actually Mexican American, and nobody really knew that when she was out. But she would just do all of these because she was kind of like a musician's musician. And I think you would like her, I think you would like her music a lot and her tone and her live stuff. Ooh, like I'll find her I'll live albums and videos. She would bring out kind of like that living room vibe to it. And she, her voice can do all kinds of stuff. Anyway, I told you it was random. Yeah, I like uh, Linda Ronst- Ronstadt. Ronstadt. I just feel bad that I
1: don't know. But then also, so often I say that, and then I go home and I'm like, oh, like, oh you I, know that
0: song? Yeah, uh, she has. And people who know her don't probably don't know she has an opera album. She has a Mexican uh, heritage album. She has a standards hits album. In addition to all of her original music, ooh, because nice. of these different things, reasons that you'll find out in this documentary. Anyway, cool. I I could talk to you for hours. I do have to wrap up, but I mean, there's somewhere. Let's do a part two. Let's do a part two. Let's I was just gonna say, I was like, we haven't, we, we literally haven't even just got to like, we just got to it. We just but got to meeting. I just think that your story of like having that control now, I mean, having that creative control, that financial control, all of that, so many people feel like they failed or they feel like they stumbled and there's no coming back from it. They're embarrassed or something. I remember that time too when I heard about it. I said, oh my goodness, here we go. Cause I know what you do. I know what you're, you're like a machine. And so it wasn't going to be a question if you're going to keep going with it, but the way that you've been able to spin that and just go, what, what's next? What do you want to do next? Well, I was
1: going to say just on that, I think there's waves, right? Like it was, I was saying, I was so excited. I walked for like two hours home, yeah. but then I got home and I crashed. And then yeah. I was like, there was that feeling of rejection like that. It was, it, it hit hard too. You know, that, yeah. that moment of like, I don't have now, like, cause everything you get given with a label is an advance. So -hmm. you have money, like, you know, you're getting money coming in, you know, that things are covered. And then, you know, I was already at that place where, well, my advance is gone, so I have to make it work. But that's also an opportunity to be like, I have something to grind for. Mm -hmm. And then even though the check might not be like 30 grand, it's like two grand, but you're like, that's my two grand. Like I know exactly what I have. I don't have to split it. I can put the money where I want. It's an opportunity to like grow as a company and, and it's, yeah. So that's been amazing. So for now, right now, I'm, I just, I'm trying to get on like more songs out, get that doing, I've been yeah. doing some, some acting just because I, I think it's a really fun outlet to do a lot of things creatively, mm-hmm. but general, I'm just, I'm just really trying to get on, get more music. And then I want to get on the road and I want to build a good team again, but in a more independent
0: yes. realm. Yes. And this is the time for it too. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to kill, I, I, you, you kill in person. So definitely get on tour. Everybody, go download "Broke Me Down," Janine J A N I N E Janine. "Broke Me Down." What's another couple of songs people can download, or another song people can download? So, or where can they go? Like you Instagram. Like where, where do yeah, you want go people want to, to go support you?
1: I mean, I, whatever works for them. I'm like, you oh, know, she's been
0: too cool. Okay, so go to Janine
1: <laughs> on Instagram. Go to at Janine. Yeah. Go to <laughs> at Janine on anything. Go on, Janine on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever people want to listen to. I mean, I'm. I just really want people to hear the music. I want them to feel something. I was thinking about your statement the other day when you were talking about when you close your eyes for five years, this doesn't exist, and it really made me question myself. I'm like, well, because I think there's so many musicians. There's so many musicians, so much stuff that's easy as a as an artist to be like, oh, I don't need to do this. Someone else has it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, there's a lot of things that I think I need, to, I want to do and want to be a part of with trying to help improve society. But song by song, I was like, I realized when I was like, I look at my DMs and there's there's multiple messages every day that's like, this saved my life. This inspired yeah. me, it's helped me get through a time. And I'm like, well, if that song didn't exist, that person might not be here or that thing. So wow. I that's think of, when I think about the message and, the, and again, what you helped me realize, like I, the, my music needs to be there. My messages need to be there so that people can, I can help people or f- inspire them and whatever Means they have so when it comes to listening to it, I'm like whatever platform and whatever you want to listen to, outside of obviously it making my my dream come true. I'm hoping it just like helps people. So wow,
0: well, wherever they want to listen. What a, to what it. a wonderful way to to end this to wrap this up. We're gonna have to do a part two. Maybe we'll do it on the road. Maybe yes. it'll be something on the road. That'd be Great. All right.
1: I Janine. love you. Thank you for having uh, me. You are such an inspiration, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It's insane to think of how far you've come, and uh, it's just in life all the time
0: in my hair, Arlen.
1: Oh. Did you ever cry? <laughs> You sang owl
0: mouth. <laughs> All right, uh-huh. well, thank you and we're we're going to be out. Thanks for listening everybody. Thank you. Hey, it's Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at Arlen was Here on Instagram and on Twitter, that's A-R-L-A-N was here. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. You can also pre-order my first book. It's called It's About Damn Time. You can pre-order it at your local indie bookstore. Please do that, feel free. And online where books are sold, where, where great books are sold, If you want to go to a specific link, you can go to itsaboutdamntime.com. That's itsaboutdamntime.com.